Welcome all your passengers. We're, we're back in the cockpit today. That we are. I want to go ahead and apologize for any audio issues we may have had in the past. Justice, do you want to explain or do you just want to live with your embarrassment by yourself? I don't know. I'll explain. We all know I don't give a shit. So you may have noticed in the past few episodes, basically since our parts with our guests, that our audio might have seemed a bit echoey at points. And it mainly sounded more echoey when it was Josh talking. And that is because when we went to record more stuff, we had to change our setup a bit with the way we just had everything sitting. And the position for my mic arm was on the other side of how I sit from normal. And the simple thought of I need to turn my mic to face me because it is a directional mic never occurred to me. So we have been doing this for about two months now. A month. It was a month. We've been doing this for a while now, though. Where my mic has been facing away from me, so it's been picking up more of Josh's audio and less of mine. Professional podcasters, my friends. We're professional podcasters, I promise. Oh yeah, definitely. Making bank on this. All the monies. So, this is in the cockpit. Yes. We're just going to be shooting some shit today. That we are. We are not doing a special thing like we did last month. This is back to the basic in the cockpit material i do want to review a couple episodes of a show but they're not the first episodes and i just want to touch on the review yeah i understand that so do you do you know what show i'm talking about could it possibly be the two new episodes from the newest season of the good doctor season four of the good doctor episodes one and two yeah okay okay are you a mind reader because we did not talk about this before the podcast I, i would assume i am but given that other show you started the first episode of I don't think so. Should I? Yes, with Jeffrey Donovan. That's right. Yeah. No, I don't think you are either. So, Justice and I have been in love with, well, with shows from ABC for a little while now. It started with The Good Doctor, became The Rookie. There was another show, Whiskey Tango, actually became good in the final two episodes. When they realized, we don't have a new season, so just all the remaining budget, blow it. Yeah, so, like, when it got canceled, it got good. Which is hilarious. Yeah. But The Good Doctor was the first show ABC did that like drew us in. And it only makes sense that it drew us in because it's based off of a, a Korean drama. I do love K-dramas. I can't get this asshole across from me to watch them. On that note, I should probably have us review a K-drama at some point. Yeah, probably. But season four of The Good Doctor came back. And The Good Doctor is a show about a medical professional with autism. If you've watched Bates Motel, he is... Norman Bates. Thank you. I yeah. blanked on his name. I knew <laughs> it ended. I knew his last name was Bates, but I was like, "How the fuck do I not know this?" Yeah, I love Hitchcock films. I don't really care about reviewing the, the for those two episodes in total because no, no, it's more talking about the content and how these two episodes present a certain thing. Yeah. So the show started. The season started filming back in roughly February or March. Yes. Right when COVID hit. Yeah. And. One of the things I want to make super apparent is they filmed this so well while staying within the restrictions of COVID, wearing masks, staying apart from each other as much as possible, because anytime people are in a scene, no more than one person in that scene is not wearing a mask unless they are like distanced apart. Yes, which is fantastic. This entire start of the season is literally these doctors in this fake medical show dealing with the COVID pandemic. And the show actually opens with a slide about how they want to dedicate these two episodes to all the medical professionals out there who are risking their lives and who have died working to help people during this pandemic. And it does make sure to mention that everybody out there watching it, not watching it, but listening to our podcast should do their part to help by wearing a mask and respecting social distancing guidelines. Yes, which is entirely accurate. You should be doing that. And honestly, I know in general, the arts are more left-centered, like actors and directors and people that enjoy artistic endeavors. I'm not saying people on the right don't enjoy artistic endeavors, but like there's a long, long history of creatives being on the left because there is a very, very long, long history of the right oppressing creatives throughout history as far back as you want to go. But like having your new season start off with this message is a little risky, like, within the current political landscape. Yes, especially because the show doesn't really just stop there. It doesn't hit on it as hard, but it does bring up Black Lives Matters. And 
it hammers home to the point of they don't support bullshit like Blue Lives Matter. And in case you're wondering, we don't support shit like Blue Lives Matter. In case you didn't catch me calling it bullshit twice in less than 30 seconds. So that that was the main thing I wanted to hit on is like what this show is saying and the message it's trying to spread right now, which honestly, everybody should be on that on board with that. It's just our president has done a very good job of convincing people that it's not a threat that we need to take seriously. Yeah. That said, how'd you feel about the pandemic ending in 11 weeks in The Good Doctor? Yeah. So I, I get, I get that it is a show. And they probably is, finished filming before 11 weeks had happened in real life. Yeah. Like, and I get that you don't want to make your entire show dealing with a pandemic that people aren't going to want to watch because television games, all that well, it I, is meant to be a diversion from the horrible, horrible real world bullshit we deal with. Well, the season started off and the first patient like had a cough and like they were talking about this China virus. Yeah. Um, which is what they called it in the show at the very beginning. Like, I want to be clear about that. But that's because they didn't know what to call it yet. Yeah. But I was like, there's no way they're doing a COVID thing. It's going to be like similar to COVID, but not because if yeah. they do a COVID thing, that has to be the entire season, right? We yeah. don't have an answer to COVID at this point I, yet. I just straight up said it was COVID and I was right. And then I was... Um, 11 weeks. That's COVID yeah. was, a, was less than four, less than four months <laughs> I, and it was done. I appreciate the highlighting of COVID, talking about all the problems with it and acknowledging that it's a massive problem and these are things that are affecting actual people. And while I respect everything that the crew and the writers did there, it does feel kind of like it's minimalizing everything by wrapping it up in 11 weeks. By wrapping it up in two episodes. And yeah, the 11 weeks is just it's astounding. Like, because I, this season ends at the tail end of May, and they've been in lockdown since February. Yeah. Honestly, I know when you're doing a show that you want to take place concurrently with the real world. You don't want to push ahead of where the real world is. But I think a time skip for like a year could have been useful. Just time skip it at the end to like a year and say we've dealt with it. Yeah. I, I would have been more okay with that than the, we're going to wrap it up in 11 weeks. But honestly, overall, I'm still extremely happy with the way the two episodes portrayed everything. There's one character in the show who I never like, who I hate even more now because she breaks policy uh, and protection to give a person back an item from a family member who is admitted, which, yeah, it's nice, but the reason why we don't do that is it can be a new vector for infection, and my fucking God, if anyone knew she'd done that, she would be facing major ramifications for what she just did. Yeah, I mean, I like this show, and I like that they're taking this look at COVID so seriously. At the same time, I just... When it, when it was like 11 weeks later and I was like... Yeah, but overall, in case you could, wonderful. In case you couldn't see me because this is an audio medium, I was rocking back and forth suppressing laughter because 11 weeks... He's also again trying to suppress <clears throat> laughter. And it it's looks been, like... It's been nine months. Yeah. So hopefully you're still fine after these nine months. I work in the automotive industry and we're looking at a second shutdown in the automotive industry. From what I understand, the local Honda plant has shut down because... Well, they shut down a line because the entire line has COVID. Yeah, no. And then we have things where counties are in the red with the amount of cases and they still aren't shutting down because... Luckily, we're not one of those counties. We're not, but we do know people in those counties. And yeah. that's fucking horrible. Our county was projected to go red today, but schools have been shut down since last week. Yeah, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Other places haven't done that. Nope. And that's not great. But anyways. Yeah, that that's just kind of sums up the entire COVID thing, though. Not great. We've just spent about 10 minutes talking about COVID, and I'm sure nobody... Wants nine, to be fucking be reminded about COVID. Nine months into the pandemic wants to remember that COVID is a the thing they're still dealing with. So let's... You've either entirely accepted it or have entirely suppressed it. So let's jump over to something else. You, you got a topic you want to bring to the table? I have a couple things. First, before we actually dive into topics... Nobody's left us reviews yet. I can't read your reviews and judge you if you don't leave us reviews of you judging us. That is true. So leave us a review on iTunes. It doesn't have to be five stars. I just want to read it out loud and make fun of you. Or, you know, read it out loud and see that you've made fun of us. 
I mean, both. Yeah, it's going to be both if that's the case. But we do have some fan questions if we want to get to those, unless we want to push those off for a second. I think we can push those off for a second because okay. you did say you have something you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. Spose dropped a new out, well, a new song today. Nice. How's that going for you? I, I assume you've jammed it more than five times already. Uh, five to- I listened to it for two hours straight. I said more than five. It's three and a half minutes long. So if anyone wants to do the math on that, it's called Talk So Much, and it features echo and chris webby as well and it's very good and i love it so much it's i mean what that's only like 34 ish times right something like that it was it's very good though and i very much enjoy it you guys should go listen to spose if you haven't um that's s-p-o-s-e he makes good rap music and good not rap music he makes good music yeah as far as music goes i've just been listening to a bunch of random stuff here and there like i normally do I was jamming Hyde for a few weeks repeatedly. He does also have a new single on, which is amazing. And the newest Bring Me the Horizon album is actually good. I still need to listen to that at some point. It's actually good. It also has a lot of guests on it that I wasn't expecting. They have Amy Lee from Evanescence. Because apparently, fun story with that, they got sued by Evanescence. Because one of their songs used, I think, lyrics and a beat from it. And what? At least th- bring me the horizon <laughs> straight up owned up to it. They're like, oh, I guess we did that. We didn't realize we enjoy Evanescence. And sometimes things just like make their way into it. That's amazing. Which, you know, I understand that. Sometimes that shit does happen. And they just owned up to it, which is great. But instead of that going all the way through, they owned up to it. It was cool. Evanescence was like, cool. And Amy Lee was like, I really like bring me the horizon. So now she's on a song on their newest album. That's amazing. From what I've heard, I don't know if that's apocryphal or not, but from what I've heard, that is the circumstance of like how that went, that's, vaguely. That's kind of amazing. Uh, they also have Baby Metal on a track, which is dope. Baby Metal kind of like lost their relevance, though, when they lost one third of them. They did, yeah. Vocalists. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't want to be a dick. I loved Baby Metal, but... Oh, just, I still do. They feel like they lost a lot of momentum. Mind you, I always kind of liked Lady Baby more, but that didn't last long. Yeah, speaking of music, I finally got around, and I, when I say finally got around to, I mean, like, this is literally a 15-year-old album, to listening to the entirety of Fort Minor's debut album. Only now? Listening through it, I, I know that I've listened to, like, over half of it, like, just tracks, but I've never listened to it front to back from the first track, the introduction, to the last track. I've got a question how, man. Like, I have, and that's, it, it's wonderful. Also, on the point of rap, because Fort Minor's rapping, we were talking about mm-hmm. this earlier, so apparently... He's really, really popular, but I don't pay active attention to pop music. Mm -hmm. Um, I came across a rapper named NF, just the letter N, the letter F. And he has some really, really good shit. And it's not the annoying, over the top, shitty popular rap music where it's just over and over. It's not fucking WAP. It's not that watermelon sugar bullshit. I guess WAP is like that. Okay. Yeah. It's not that shit. You were talking about like over the top, like super repetitive rap music. And I was like, I honestly... No, rap has gotten a lot fucking better. Like, I was like, I don't know what, like... That used to be the case, right? Like, that used to be what was played on the radio, like... Yeah. See, uh, that's the thing, like like I said, he is apparently really fucking popular, like, just by looking at Spotify, like, views and listens. I didn't fucking know, though, because I've been so out of rap and pop mainstream music mm-hmm. because it was so bad for so long. There are a lot of new artists, though, who have actual meaning, actual lyricism, actual musicality. I think they all... Okay, I think most of them always had meaning... Other than the ones that were literally written by the studio. and then More meaning. More meaning, okay? More relatable meaning. Less, I'm rich, but I'm going to pretend I grew up on the streets. Oh, hey, Hollywood Undead. Yeah. Or so many other rappers. Uh, because that was for the longest time they established scenes. So that's that was do. not a cool shout out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood Undead make good music. They're just... The things they talk about in their songs, or at least they on their first album or so aren't things they lived if you if you listen to interviews with them they're all middle class white kids that are either middle class or rich except for funny who is actually mexican not white but they all they all grew up in a pretty like comfortable lifestyle they didn't have yeah no completely (laughs) but no rap music has definitely gotten better which is good i don't get pissed or annoyed when i hang out with my nephew and he's listening to music now which is good. That was not true, like even four years ago. Uh, I think four years ago there was a like a start, like the break in rap started. Like 
That's when... Yeah, yeah, but four years ago, he was also like 13, so he wasn't there yet. That's fair. He was still listening to the really annoying, really bad, really repetitive stuff. Yeah. So, but no, that, that's where I'm at on music. I've been rewatching, well, not rewatching. I've now watched all of what I've seen in the show previously. Yeah. But I started the TV show Chuck, which featured Zachary Levi before Zachary Levi was Shazam. Uh, I love Zachary Levi. And I'm about halfway through the series. I think I'm on season three or four. I think there's only five or six seasons, so over halfway. And it's very good. It's, I, I don't know, like, there was this period of time in the late 2000s to early 20-teens where TV stations were putting out really good action dramas. We had Burn Notice until Burn Notice got bad. White Collar. White Collar, Royal Pains, Chuck, the remake of Bionic Woman. Is that what it was? I think so. Kyle XY was the thing. Kyle XY. Like, there was all these cool shows. And because of stuff, I missed a lot of that. And I I watched all of White Collar last year. All of Suits, which I still need to watch the last season, but it's not available on some of the streaming services I have. <laughs> so many streaming services and can't find the last season. I, I mean, I could buy it on Prime. I just don't want to pay for it. Yeah, I, I know. I meant for free. Well, not free. Um, already paid for. And Real Pains I watched all of. And now I'm watching Chuck. And Chuck has been very good. I, It's obviously a comedy. Like, it takes its comedy very seriously, but it's obviously a comedy and has a lot of, like, really funny moments. I mean, that's not a bad thing. In fact, that's normally a really good thing no, I, when done appropriately. I love it so much. But that's what I've been mainly watching. I did start Shut Eye. I watched one episode of that. That stars Jeffrey Donovan, which plays the main character in the, the aforementioned Burn Notice, Michael Weston. And that first episode was okay. It was not for me. I have uh, I've been watching more Swamp Thing as it's been put up on the CW because... Oh, wait. Is Swamp Thing good? I like it. But fuck you and your opinions. If you haven't watched it, I think you should. Josh doesn't really give a fuck one way or the other. I think, based on the two episodes we reviewed, it's not worth watching. Yeah. He can go fuck himself, though. Swamp Thing. And I've been watching that as it's been coming out because I I love me some Swamp Thing. And I was right. Blue Devil does have Blue Devil-y things going on. Wait, is there, like, legit stuff happening in the show? Is it good now? I think so, but I thought it was pretty good to begin with, so... Who knows what you fucking think? That's fair. Let me know if, like, it's actually worth watching when you finish. Not, like, what you think is worth watching, but worth watching for me. You, you you can judge. You know. Actually, you probably don't, because I like a combination of really good stuff and really terrible shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like you just said, you've watched almost all of Suits. Suits was so good. The <sighs> Season 8, I think, the second to last season is kind of garbo, but... You also watched all of Royal Pains. Uh, Real Pains is kind of like One Piece. It starts really good, gets really bad, and then gets good again. No. Except unlike One Piece, there is no filler you can skip. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is. It's called, like, what, season six? <laughs> no, because I think that's the season Divya gets married. You can skip that. When you just come back, she'll have a husband. And Congratulations. a baby. Yeah, that's fine. And then she'll get divorced in that season. Yeah, no, you just have a giant time skip where nothing important happens, really. <laughs> no, Evan's character grows so much because of Divya's baby. No, no. And you can skip it. I know, I've watched all of Royal Pains, but that's because I have problems with watching things. But, yeah, that's... I, I really like those shows. I don't know why. No, I know you do. So, I think that's basically what I've been watching and what we've been listening to. Are there any games you want to talk about? I recently re-downloaded and restarted playing This War of Mine. That's actually a really good story game. I it's really it's a really hard game. <laughs> that's that's true. And I keep I can't make it past two weeks in without somebody dying at this point and it's pissing me off. I mean could be worse. They could be dying of dysentery. You and could children, be playing Oregon Trail. And children are fucking useless. I haven't played this game since the little ones update. But children are so useless. Like you can teach them to do certain things, but they, they're mm, useless. All they want to do is play. They don't want to contribute to the society. So if you noticed, he's talking about a video game, but if we're being honest here, it's kind of how children are in real life. It's like he either doesn't comprehend that or he just hates children in general. I'll leave that for you guys to decide. But I have actually, like, com like combat, they've refined combat in the game too because... I know when I played before, you just literally could not fight with melee weapons. Like you, like it was an option in the game, 
but you were never going to beat a dude with a gun if you had a melee weapon. Yeah, that was very true for the this War of Mine board game, too. Do you think they made an update for the board game? <laughs> Probably not. But now if you get to jump on somebody, you can straight up murder them with a crowbar and then take their assault rifle and kill their friends. Uh, like real life. Yeah. Um, if you get to jump on a guy with an assault rifle and kill him. You can pick up set assault rifle and shoot people with it. That said, I need to like get my random chance on which characters I start with have been has been really bad. Because I just need the dude who who doesn't have a conscience and doesn't care about killing people to survive. Because every time I like need to kill like I'm sorry, I think they left me out of the game. There, I don't think I'm in this war of mine. There's this there's this moment that can randomly occur in the in the shopping mall when if you venture out there in the night. And it's one of the easiest ways to get an assault rifle. There's this guy who's trying to take advantage of a woman, and you can cut, you can like rush through the door and beat him to death with a crowbar. Yeah, every character will be depressed after they kill the dude with a crowbar, except this one dude who I haven't managed to roll yet because the game hates me, and like there's no reason to feel depressed about killing a, a man who is going to rape a woman at at gunpoint. I mean, that man is entirely to die. <laughs> and I'm also of the feel of that though. I mean, in a situation where a lot of people are dying, anyways. And my people could die and need resources. I think I'm pretty okay beating a man to death with a crowbar, even if he wasn't doing that. And also, the worst part is, the people with consciences, not the guy that I need, if they kill somebody, when they come back to the to your base where you're all living in a, in a shelled out house or something, for some reason they feel the need to tell everybody they killed somebody, which makes everybody else depressed. Depressed is a character modifier in the game that makes them move slower and work less. It makes them harder for How? them to recover from wounds. Yeah, yeah, no, but that that's very true to real life. Like, I just want the guy who doesn't give a shit if he has to kill somebody. Yeah. But I love the game so much. It's just, it's very real in a lot of aspects, and sometimes I just want it to be a little less real so I can wantonly murder people for supplies. I understand that, yeah. That's how I feel about real life. Sometimes it's too real, and I just want to be able to wantonly murder people for supplies. Um, other than this war of mine, I slay the spire still, and... Literally last night I updated Magic the Gathering online because I haven't played Pox, uh, my legacy deck that I, that I choose to play in a really long time, and I played last night and went 3-0, so... Nice, nice. I haven't played Legacy in over a year, so I had no idea what I was walking into format-wise, but... I don't play it, turns, ever. Turns out when your deck is made to make sure your opponent can't play the game, it, it still works a year later. Yeah, because it's almost like they still can't play the game. Who... <laughs> ever would have thought when your opponent can't participate in the game you two are supposedly playing that they can't do anything i did play like against win a deck it was it was salt black blue green oko and retrofitter something it basically takes ornithopters and turns them into three threes or four fours and beats you in the face with them and that was the hardest deck to beat i can see that actually game one they resolved an oko and i can't do anything to that Oko is just too resilient. He's too good. But then game two and three, I just inquisitioned his cards that made creatures and didn't let him have lands. Um, and this has been magic talk. For those who don't understand anything, it's fine. Most of us don't care anyways. That's very true. Do you have anything else you wanted to hit before we got to questions? Not really. I haven't, like, I've played some stuff, but nothing like I haven't talked about before. Okay, well, then first question here is from our listener and member of the co-pilots discord fallopian golem also known as hunter he's been on a couple episodes that he has and his question is what caused you guys to make this podcast and was it harder than you expected it to be this is honestly the deepest question we have here and honestly it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of time to explain where do you want to start because so i think we've explained how the show came to be before okay but why not let's why not do it again okay so for me because part of the question is what caused you guys want to make this podcast but that i think ties into what caused us to want to make a podcast in general like, yeah because before we had an idea for this podcast we had to want to make a podcast in general i've been wanting to do a podcast for about half a decade now ever since i started listening to flash forward and frank lapore's old podcast freshly brewed and other things on youtube that aren't podcasts but where people talk about stuff yeah like ever like i've had the idea to do like a music podcast well not just a music podcast but like a pop culture podcast with my friend Matt. He does music reviews for pretty much a secondary income. He it's not his primary job, but he does he gets free concert entries and stuff and early access to CDs and he reviews music. And I was like And does interviews. 
yeah and i was like we could literally leverage that into a podcast i want to make a podcast regardless of if you you want to do it with me or not but you've said you wanted to do it before we should get together and do this but at the t- Matt's always been kind of i don't want to say finicky but finicky is probably the best word sometimes he comes through very well and is super solid and sometimes, sometimes not at all less so and i hate saying that because i know he's gonna listen to this and but we love you anyways yeah obviously we do yeah so but that was where my like wanted to start a podcast started matt and i that never developed into anything podcast wise and the thought and urge kind of went dead for a while but then i moved back home and i eventually got a place with my brother yo and we started talking about just shut, just shit. We just shot shit. Basically, this episode before we started podcasting. And one day we were on our way to work, and we were just talking about shows we had watched that we had, like people had told us to watch, and that we either hadn't liked, or in my case, it was this guy that I used to play magic with. I still know his name. I still see him on Facebook and talk to him on Facebook sometimes in comments. But we were talking about anime, and he's like, "You should watch Fairy Tale. I think you would like Fairy Tale." <laughs> yeah. No. And I was like, okay, sure. I just finished re- I just finished Bakuman at the time, so I didn't have any anime on my plate at the time. Amazing show, by the way. And I was like, cool, I'll start Fairy Tale. And so after FNM, I went back to my dorm and spent three hours of my life watching Fairy Tale. And I didn't see him Saturday when I went back to the card shop, but I saw him Sunday. And I was like, so I gave Fairy Tale a shot. I think it's shit. And he looked at me, he's like, what do you mean? How far did you get? And I was like, I watched like, 10 12 episodes and he's like no 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 you gotta watch at least the first 50 yeah if you noticed we don't watch the first 50 episodes of a show to tell you if it's good or not most shows don't have 50 episodes yeah or if they do you already fucking know about them and generally know if it's your cup of tea or not like i'm not watching 50 episodes of of an anime to see if i like it like that's ridiculous Oh, it, it it's just insane to me that he thought that was a thing. And we were talking about like that. I don't know what shows you were talking about specifically, but like we came to the like I've always had a rule, essentially with anime at least, it's always the rule was always four episodes. If I watch four episodes and I don't want to watch any more, I'm done. That's it. I'm I'm out. That rule came about because of fairy tale, just <laughs> just so we just so we're aware. Yeah, I uh, um, I can understand that. But for other shows, like live action shows, I like the, the pilot which is why the show became what it is. The pilot's not always the f- the best like example of a show because it's shot. A lot of the times it's pretty weak, and given some shows, it's the pilot that they showed the production. Oh, no, the, like, uh, hey, that's a lot. A lot, a lot of the time, it's it's the pitch episode. It's well, yeah, hey, no, like a lot of times, a studio will greenlight a show for a pilot. They'll go and they'll film the pilot, and then that will have to go back to the studio, back to the people that greenlight shows. Yeah, and it'll be months before like. They actually, if they get if they get approved it'll, before they get approved to do a full season, so it's a sh- it's an episode of a show that's shot on a shoestring budget, super quickly, way before the rest of it's generally shot altogether, and before the cast has like time to get to know each other. Yeah, th- there are some examples of live action shows where you'll watch the first episode, and then in the second episode, there's already some cast changes, and that's mm-hmm. because we had this person going in who is perfectly on board. They did this character in the pilot. They were on board to do it. And then six- it took forever for the show to get greenlit. They got another fucking job. Yep. And they took it because people need paychecks. And so like with shows like Bird Notice or Royal Pains or Chuck, the first episode is never going to be enough to tell you if it's good enough, like if it's something that you should watch. That's in my personal opinion. So watch the second episode too. Yes. And I think with longer shows like that, American television, essentially 45 minute episodes, that should be enough to tell you if you want to watch a show. And we had we essentially came to that conclusion together while having a conversation about 50 episodes of Fairy Tale. And we're like, we could do a podcast. Yep. And so... Do, so, do you think it's harder than you expected? I think the logistics of getting it all set up. Like, getting a website, finding a hosting service, commissioning art for our stuff. The logistics of all of that was harder than I expected it to be. I'm not going to lie. Based on how... Like what I knew from Frank Lepore, which was who has been who, who when I originally got into podcasting was like the most open person about how he got into. Yeah, podcasting. he was very very like straightforward about it. Like, I don't like his stuff, but I've heard him talk about it. He is very yeah. clean cut and 
like entirely clear about what he's he doing. literally was like we record it we glance at it we upload it yeah and like cool he uploaded through libsyn and he, it made it sound like a fucking breeze but like we are nobodies frank lapore is a professional magic player he already has people who know him and follow whatever he does anyways exactly so we have to be a little more actively professional about the stuff we're doing like making sure our website's going well like making sure everything works and he didn't yeah so yeah it it was a lot more effort than i thought it would be to start but once we're doing it like the worst part is the edit and honestly that's not too bad unless we're like cramming it into a six hour period of where we're recording editing and posting all in like midnight to 6 a.m that's terrible but like if we record (laughs) yeah two or three days in advance and edit slowly over a couple nights breeze so for me kind of caused me to want to get into a podcast is before i ever knew what a fucking podcast was literally as a fucking child there was also a part of me that wanted to be a person on a radio talk show i mean yeah that is straight up not like a fucking disc jockey occasionally interrupting the music no no i never wanted to do that i wanted to like npr talk shit i'm serious like just talk radio yeah talk radio that's what i wanted to do for like a very short period but i always thought it was neat and kind of cool and then i realized that sounds really hard to get into, and I kind of don't want to do that. And also, man, a lot of this is boring, but I still like the idea. Yeah. So then, for me, the way this came about was we were trying to get a friend who had just decided to come over one night. Oh, yeah. And he wanted yeah. to watch something. We were trying to get him to watch so many different things. He mm-hmm. would sit down, and he'd watch, like, not even the first episode of a show. And he'd be like, because at the time, we didn't have internet, but we have a fucking library of television shows and movies. Yes. Like... like a fucking library so we would just go like well here's this here's this here's this and he'd watch like maybe five minutes of the first episode of a show and be like i don't want to watch this or he'd pull out his phone and start playing something on youtube be like we'd watch this instead and and i was getting really annoyed josh was getting really annoyed so i, I was I just got talking really to annoyed because he was like because we were talking about ruby at one point in front of me he's like oh that sounds cool and we put ruby season one episode one on and he like he was just like this looks like garbage yeah, and like we, we told for... him, the animation doesn't look great to begin with, but like it's the, funny, the content of the show is good. Yeah, he didn't wait for any content; he just looked at him like, "I don't like the way it looks. I'm done." Yeah, so better, that was kind of something like he might just be better off talking about how shows, how some people don't even give shows a chance at all. And then Josh was talking about his fairy tale experience, and I brought up the fact that when I start a show or a book, I, no matter how much I fucking hate it, will consume all of it that I can. Up until the point that it literally doesn't exist anymore, which if I'm lucky and it's a show I really, really hate, I will catch up to it as airs, forget it exists, and then never go back to it because I forgot it exists. And then if there's a long enough period between that, I can reasonably tell myself I don't have to watch the rest of it. But if there's not, I will watch all the things I hate and it sucks. And I don't know why I do it. I can't stop myself. So for me, part of this show was I need a way to help break that habit. So for this, it's we're only watching two episodes. I don't need to watch anymore. I don't have to watch anymore. I haven't watched much more of several of the shows we've watched. Our first episode, I've not watched any more of that. I haven't watched any more of G.I. Joe. I haven't watched any more well, of... Well, let me just pull up the list and I'll, we'll go through them real yeah, fast. Yeah. Um, um, while he pulls up the list, I will tell you if I thought this is harder than I thought it would be or not. Honestly, unlike Josh, I was kind of the opposite. I knew establishing a fucking website would be a pain in the ass. Because I knew what an RSS is. I knew how they fucking work. I don't know how to program one because you can program just a straight RSS feed yourself. That's the thing. Um, I thought about doing it at a point. With Frank Lepore's first podcast, there was no RSS feed. Yeah. It was literally just you downloaded files from the website. Yeah. No. See, I knew what an RSS feed was. I know all that. So I was like, okay. So I wanted to look at ways to distribute that correctly and a website page where we could host it. So I was looking at different places to do that. I didn't like any of the own, like, build your website here thing. I didn't like a lot of their things, and I didn't want to pay a fuck ton of money to have the tools that I wanted. And I didn't particularly want to build a page from scratch, mainly because I didn't want to brush up on all my fucking coding skills that have withered to dust almost at this point in my life. I had very, very weak coding skills in high school. I had to make a functional website for high school for a class. 
and that was a pain in the fucking ass. I had moderate coding skills because we had to build an HTML. I never had to do anything with that for a class. I had a class where I got to if I wanted to, and I did. So I learned some computer skills, some coding skills. I haven't done it in a while, and I don't want to fucking deal with it. And then for editing, I thought editing would be so much fucking harder than it is. I think if we wanted to get more complicated with the editing, which Um, I eventually want to do because I have some ideas for some other stuff. Sometimes when I'm editing, it is harder than it should be because I'm in a weird manic mood and I I want everything to be perfect. Or because it's like something weird has happened or it's been a while since we've edited. So I've forgotten something. Or even like sometimes just listening to your own voice back. Drives you fucking crazy. Yeah. But honestly, if I'm being completely honest, the hardest part of this fucking podcast is some of the fucking shows we watch. Yeah. Making it through a show, even the first two episodes of some of this shit, and making meaningful notes and knowing I'll have to talk about it again later. I don't and wanna... the worst circumstances are like two shows that we've had that we haven't made episodes of because we've tried and we've talked about them more than once and something fucked up when we were recording. So we had to talk about the show again and talk about the show again and the talk about the show again. Yeah. And my fucking God, that is the hardest fucking thing. Talking about a show you don't like, trying to give it an honest review without being a dick about it completely. We, we are still dicks about it because that is who we are. But also trying to get across what the show is about and its point. And then having to do that again because something fucked up. We're going to re-record the cursed episode at some point. Yeah, I know. Okay. I still have notes for it. Cool. I have our list of shows here. Okay, let's go through it. I'll tell you if I've watched more or not. Our episode one was Pilot Candidate or Emotion the Best. I have not watched any more of it. There is a weird morbid curiosity that makes me want to, but I am holding strong still. Angel was episode two. I've not watched any more of it. Honestly, I kind of just forgot we watched it. Angel is so <laughs> forgettable. Yeah. Episode three was Wayne. Which we, we watched all fucking yeah, of that. It's all so fu- fucking all Speaking of, of, Wayne is currently on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime Video, Prime has picked up the rights to Wayne. Depending on how many people watch Wayne on Amazon Prime Video, Wayne may get a season two. Which would be dope. I am going to let it play on my television this is all me, the way through at some point. This is me telling you, again, five months after we reviewed it, fucking go watch Wayne. Watch it on Amazon Prime Video. Don't watch it on YouTube because we need a season two. Yes. Amazon Prime, Wayne, watch all of it. Watch all of it multiple times. Episode four, Ghost Stories, the English dub. So I haven't watched any more. I, I, yeah. I think I've watched episode three now, but I have plans to watch all of it because it is hilarious. It is just an abridged anime series. Honestly, what I actually wanna, produced by a company. What I want to do is I want to get Floppy and Golem and Buried Comic, Chris, and some other friends together and just have like a watch party of it. Just get drunk and watch Ghost Stories. Because Jesus Christ. That would be amazing. Episode 5 was G.I. Joe, a real American hero. <laughs> no. Episode 6 was Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. I haven't watched any more of it, and we fucking own that. Yeah. Now. Episode 7 was Vampire Diaries. I haven't watched any more. I still don't know how I feel about it. I still like Legacies. Legacies was great. I think it might have another season up. I need to watch that if so. Vampire Diaries is a show I still want to go back to. I just haven't because yeah, exactly. I'm terrible. See, just as the problem with finishing things, I have a problem with starting stuff and never coming back to it. And this show that, yeah. we, that we do if we're has not about, made that better. Yeah, if we're talking about like my problem with finishing things, I can tell you for a fact, people, there's one book. I know of one book that I started and never finished. See, the problem is Justice always finishes, but I rarely ever finish. Ha, 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 ha. Episode nine was the Minecraft story mode. that was like five hours of my life (laughs) episode 10 was money heist i have watched more of money heist i've watched i want to say two or three more episodes i've watched all of money heist every single episode and the documentary of the making of the third season yeah no i'm not gonna watch the documentary about it i don't don't go that far (laughs) but I have watched more episodes of it, and I do need to watch more. I actually thought about watching more earlier today. Episode 11 was Goosebumps. So I haven't watched more of it, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to. That has this fun thing of being, I already finished that fucking story. I don't have to watch more unless I feel like it. Episode 11 and a half was The Looksee. I need to watch more of that. Marble Hornets. Eh. See, I don't think, I, I don't have a compulsion to watch more of that, and I can tell you why. It doesn't feel like there's any fucking narrative there. I didn't watch a story. I watched some random YouTube clips. There's no 
There's nothing there to continue. Mary, Mary. I need to watch more of that one, yeah. And then a fourth one I don't remember the name of, and it's not yeah accessible. Again, that one didn't feel like it had any story there. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I don't have a compulsion so to watch so that one either. Fitty fitty. Yeah. But we need to watch more of two of those. Episode 12 was R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. Again, like the Goosebumps. I've already finished the story that was there. And episode 13, our most recent episode, Swamp Thing. As we've talked about, I'm already watching more of that. I have no plans. So, I, I've gotten better about it. I'm not watching horrible shit I don't want to watch anymore. That's fair. For the uh, most part. Yeah, actually, you haven't. Um, Yeah, Wayne's the only one that you actually went back and watched all of. Uh, yeah, uh, of, of the shows we, we, we reviewed. I'm not completely broken to the habit. There's a Hulu show I'm watching. I'm not interested in it. I don't hate it. It just, I watched it once, not even on purpose. It just started after a show. And I was like half asleep, so I let it play. Is this Kim's Convenience? No, Kim's Convenience was dope. Yeah, okay. Kim's um, Convenience no, was no, dope. it's Kuma Kuma something or other. <laughs> uh, it's a shitty anime isekai where this girl oh, gets- Oh, I've seen you watching this. Yeah, I don't care for it. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just on the television. This is, but, the, this but, is the food isekai, right? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, my bad. What food isekai? I didn't know if that was an isekai or not. The one where, where like, there's all these living food beans. I don't know what you're talking about. It's okay. Um, you were half asleep when you were watching it. It may have just like started after something, hopefully, because <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about. But no, this girl got isekai into a world because I don't. She was made a fortune on stocks as like a small, small young adult and just played VR full dive games and then was brought into a game world like thing by a god given an outfit that's just like a giant bear onesie and all kinds of bear related powers. And it's extremely OP, and it's kind of slice of lifey. It's not bad. It's not good. I accidentally started the first episode, and it's ongoing. So Hulu feels the need to be like, hey, here's this new episode of the show you watched. I'm like, fuck you, Hulu. I would forget about this if you didn't constantly fucking remind me it existed. Okay. I watched a new episode of it today. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I think that answers the question. In case anybody... Oh, yeah, that was a question. In case anybody has forgotten what that question was, it was, what caused you guys to want to make this podcast? And was it harder than you expected it to be? I think we've adequately answered that question. Above and beyond, really. Really, yeah. So that brings us to the next question from BuriedComic7, who has a stream at twitch.tv backslash BuriedComic7. That he does. Also, He hasn't been doing it long. Flopian Golem also has a stream at twitch.tv backslash Flopian Golem. I didn't initially plug that because we've plugged that before. We didn't plug BuriedComic7s because he didn't have it yet. But yeah, Buried Comic 7's Chris, you've heard him. He He was on our Vampire Diaries and Kiss Sis episode. Yes. And then one of our In the Cockpits. Mm -hmm. His question is, which Pokemon has the best shiny? So I misread this question earlier and thought it was, what Pokemon has your favorite shiny? Best shiny might be a different answer. I mean, best is also subjective, so. No, it's not. It's vaguely subjective. I can give you a straight up easy answer, though. Okay. Ready for this? I don't Pokemon enough to care about shinies. No offense to either Buried or Fallopian, who have both gone and done shiny hunting on their streams. Fallopian Golem is literally making a shiny living dex. Yeah. So for all those who don't know, shiny Pokemon are like normal Pokemon, just a little more rare. It's like albinos if Pokemon had albinos. I was I was quoting on um, actually stuff. Oh, okay. For the shiny questions, it's fine. You already ruined it. I forgot where I forgot the quote. Um, shiny Pokemon are just normal Pokemon. They just have a different color, and they occur in like one in every fourteen hundred. Yeah, it's so insane. I personally don't care about shiny Pokemon. I hardly care about Pokemon half the fucking time. Okay, so I'm gonna answer the question I thought this was. Yeah, and I'm gonna answer the question he asked. I have answers for both now. Okay, go ahead. So, the question I thought it was. What is your favorite shiny Pokemon? Is technically two Pokemon. The first is Toxapex, because Toxapex is typically a, a blue, and the shiny version is pink. And then the reason I, I love that shiny is because Corsola, the Pokemon that Toxapex eats, like it's the prey for Toxapex, is a coral Pokemon that's typically pink, but the shiny is blue. They color swap because Toxapex's shiny version ha- is pink, so it can better, more efficiently hunt Corsola. Corsola's shiny version is blue, so it can better hide in the Toxapex areas, so it doesn't get eaten. Also blends in with water more, because it's a water Pokemon. So, those are my favorite shinies, because the, like, ecology around No, no, that makes a lot of sense. Like, Pokemon has some cool shit going on, I just don't, I don't, I don't care enough about the games to care about the Pokemon. But the best shiny is Evatol. The giant giant death bird from Pokemon Y, it's the red and black bird. 
boy. I got to like. I'll show you eventually. Gen the, the, three. The, sh the shiny is like the red is a dark is a different color. It's more like a magenta. Yeah, I I, I know what it looks like. I can. Remember. And then the black is white, and it looks so good. It, it looks like a vaguely altered Moltres, in my opinion. I mean, you're wrong. It looks like it kind of looks like it looks like someone kind of fused Moltres and Articuno. Kind of looks like Galarian Moltres, but mm -hmm. see, my point's made. Anyways, Flopian Golem again. Twitch.tv. He has more Flopian questions. Golem has some more questions for him. I guess I'll go with one, then we can answer, and then you I'm can just going to rapid fire them at you, and then you can rapid fire. Okay, them fine. Me. What's your favorite magic card? Swamps. <laughs> you want to explain that? <laughs> so, <laughs> don't worry. Um, what's your favorite Pokemon? Fanfi. Fan P, actually. There's no additional PH. Favorite video game? Oof. Oof. We'll come back to that. Favorite TV show? Oof. Favorite movie? Ugh. Best memory of 2020? Not these questions. <laughs> okay. You can fire them back at me and then we'll, then we'll deep dive. Favorite magic card? Um, Quicken or Him to Turok? Favorite Pokemon? Klefki. Favorite video game? Disgaea 2, Dark Hero Days for the DS. Favorite show? For the PSP, sorry. Favorite show, Money Heist. Favorite movie? Um, the Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Best memory from this year? Uh, the cheap answer is John Con. Oh, no. That, was... that is... I'm trying to think of a specific memory from John Con. The, the, drunk, the Drunk God's Ascension. The Juice <laughs> God's Ascension. Uh, yes. That was... That was something. Okay. Let's deep dive these. Your favorite magic card was a swamp. Or yes. just all swamps? Kind of just all swamps. Okay. I mean, there are clearly better swamps but what was my favorite magic card not my favorite version of my favorite magic that's card that's fair yeah and that's because swamps produce black mana and black is my preferred color base and while there are good black cards i will always have a hot spot in my heart for black cards so with a swamp being my favorite card it does leave a wide open areas for still really really loved cards mm -hmm. to come in the future as long as they're black okay do you remember what my answer to that was, or should I just remind you? It was Quicken or Him to Turok. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have way too many Quickens. So Quicken, I collect Quickens. I have a version of every Quicken ever made, except the Artist Proof, which I don't have yet. But I do have an autographed version. Quicken is a very simple magic card, but like I, I love it because of its simplicity. It just takes something that you shouldn't be able to cast whenever you want and makes it where you can cast it whenever you want. And I like that simplicity, like the card's flavor text, the art, the one blue in its mana cost, like it's all very simplistic design and I love it. Like Understandable. And then Hymn to Turok is one of my favorite cards because, so there's a lot of cards that make your opponent discard two cards. Like it's a pretty standard effect in black. But Hymn to Turok for two black mana, black, black, makes your opponent discard two cards. Now that would, that would be strong, as is. But Hymn to Turok doesn't let your opponent choose what they're discarding. It says at random. And I don't know how many times I've just wrecked an opponent with a turn one him to Turok off a dark ritual and then them not have lands going forward in the game because they, they discarded both the lands they kept their hand on. Okay, that's just a dick <laughs> move. Uh, okay, your favorite Pokemon, you said Fanfy? Fanpy, actually, it's uh, P-H-A-N-P-Y. Okay. But a lot of people do say Fanfy. Okay. And I do too sometimes, but then I remember how it's spelled. And that is because it does a tiny, adorable blue elephant with some like red like ovals on it and it's adorable and i love it elephants are my favorite animal fanpy is adorable I think, fuck dolphin i think there's a new um elephant pokemon in sword and shield i don't I, care <laughs> fair you remember what my favorite pokemon was sure <laughs> it's klefki um, oh yeah yeah klefki is actually neat it's adorable and i hate that like get so much hate yeah because it's part of the like it's art problems nuts creature problem it's part of the design where the pokemon creators kind of were like let's turn everyday objects into pokemon which they've always which been they doing did in the very beginning anyway because that's what magnemite is that's what muck and grimer are they're everyday things that are pokemon voltorb yeah but Klefki, art wise is a key ring with keys and it's a steel fairy type yeah but lore wise Klefki is actually a key shaped head and upper body with two long arms that it current that it always holds in a circle so it can hold keys or shiny things. It's a crow. It's a crow Pokemon. But it's a it's a still fairy crow Pokemon. Yeah, and it's it's just it's like not shiny a things. Crow, it's no, it, no. I get it. It's it just like shiny things. It's more like a fairy that takes things. Question: it If it had the capability to punch through other solid living creatures, would it just collect shinies on its arm? <laughs> no, because the shiny shinies aren't typically shiny. Not all of them. Some of them are. So you didn't answer what your favorite video game was. 
So my favorite video game is probably either Eternal Sonata or Legends of Dragoon. Both are good answers. Both are good RPGs. Eternal Sonata. They're both JRPGs. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's more classical, which mm-hmm. would be Legends of Dragoon. It's literally just about these dragon people hybrids. And they're actually there are people with dragon powers based on elements. And it's really cool. It has wonderful hand-drawn art in the background. I was super into the game as a kid. I still love the game now. I've played it again some since I was a child. I spent four months trying to make my laptop run a PlayStation emulator so I could play Legends of Dragoon. It's amazing. And then Eternal Sonata is another JRPG. It is much more vibrant in its color scheme. Basically, every character in every place is even after some musical term or type of music. And it is, in the story of the game, you play as Frederick Chopin. Mm-hmm. And the entire game is possibly, who knows, shoulder shrug, the dying fever dream of Frederick Chopin as he lies in his de- bed and dies alone. It's a cool game. I, I love it. It's fantastic. I never got into it. And his music Sonata, is fantastic. But obviously, cool. his music is fantastic. You remember what my favorite video game was? <laughs> I don't pay attention when you speak, boy. Okay, it was Disguise 2. It was Disguise 2, Dark Days for the PSP. I know. You stole my PSP from me for like two weeks and I didn't see it. Dark Hero Days. Yeah. It's the yes, it's the Disgaea 2 PSP port. And it's important that it's the Disgaea 2 PSP port because other than the Steam version that was released as Disgaea 2 Complete Edition, it's the only Disgaea 2 with all of the like bonus story and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it has where you can play back through his axle. Yeah. and Which um, was a great additional story bit after it. Disgaea is an RPG, um, a, stra- a turn-based action RPG, mm-hmm. uh, where you build a group of characters and you play through maps where you fight monsters and other demons and this guy is amazing because it has a shit ton of character classes and each character class can be expanded five more times so it gets a better version of itself but you can only get that version by either defeating enough versions of that monster or by getting to a certain level with the character and then that said characters can go to level 9999 okay, so other than game functions he also enjoys it because it has great humor fun art design and there's you no can level while cap. away it, at it endlessly forever. There's no level cap. Yeah. Because the level cap is 9,999, but you can you reincarnate, can reincarnate people and do it again. Back to level one, and they're stronger than old level one characters. It's a JRPG that's literally endless. You could literally play it forever and never run out of stuff to do because you could play new item worlds all the time because it has randomly randomly generated item levels. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know. I love it so much. It is very fun. It's also got amazing music. I did not put in ridiculous amounts of hours. The first week I played that game, in six days, I put 120 hours in. That was a school week. If anybody wants to do the math, it means I basically didn't sleep. Uh, (laughs) Or do anything in school classes. Yeah, yeah, that too. What's your favorite TV show? You didn't answer that either. I didn't because it's really, really hard because my mind breaks things up into different categories. That's fair. Favorite anime? I can probably give you two answers and I literally can't choose between those. I can give you a favorite anime. Easy peasy. It is either Bakuman or it is Gundam Wing. It's Bakuman. Gundam Wing isn't close. Bakuman is great. Gundam Wing is so high up there, though, because it was my first anime I watched all the way through. Oh. Really just the first anime I was exposed to. And it has giant mechs, and I love giant mechs. Okay. Favorite American animation is probably Teen Titans Ooh. or... Ooh, that's that's a wild claim. I just, I love my DC Comics. Or for me, it is either Teen Titans or it is Invader Zim. Oh, that's so wild. You didn't say Avatar. I didn't say Avatar. It's you okay. are correct. It's okay. You said American animation. I was like, what's my favorite American animation? And I was like, Avatar's really good. And then I was like, IGPX. Oh my God. <laughs> I love IGPX, but like Invader Zim and the Teen Titans, I love both of them. And it's a hard choice. And then for live action shows, it is... What's your favorite French animation? Oof. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine's called Lyoko. Mine's gonna be called Lyoko. Wax Fu was the only other one I can think of off the top of my head, and that was shit. I tried to use it to help me learn French in college because I'm taking a French class. Okay, so live action. What'd you say? Live action is kind of hard for me because I I kind of have two. Okay. And neither of them are fucking finished. One is Wayne. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Wayne. The other is Day Five. Both aired on the interwebs. Yeah. Neither have finished their shows or their series. Wayne is technically finished. YouTube canceled it. I mean, day five, from what I understand, is technically finished, but they haven't wrapped their story is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So my favorite shows, as I said, do you two have more favorite shows? Because you continue breaking it down into categories. Oh, no, no. That, that was just it. Live action. Yeah. Because like, I, I like K-dramas. 
So I, there's no K drama that has ever gotten to take my place for a favorite live action. I'm gonna snap seen. say every time, basically from now on, that my favorite show is Money Heist. Yeah, I love it. I think it's perfect television. I haven't watched enough of it to say that. So, but it's hard because I said that, and then I looked up guiltily at our bookshelf of shows and movies, and Being Human is sitting there. And Being Human is fantastic. And Sam Witwer is giving me that. That that look that just says, how could you? Oh, no, it was kind of hurtful to not put that as my favorite because it does. And then my favorite completed series for live action is Being Human. And then there's Scrubs, which is honestly eight seasons of perfection. Yeah. And then one season of... Um... Doesn't exist. <laughs> but yeah, I Money Heist is perfect television. It's just the best. Yeah. So favorite movie then? You didn't list one of these. I'm going to go ahead and take this while you... Th- Try to figure out what your favorite movie is. Yeah, you do that. So my favorite movie is The Replacements with Keanu Reeves and Orlando Bloom. And no, Orlando Jones. My bad. Wrong Orlando. I said Bloom. It's Jones. It's Bloom. Legolas, baby. Legolas isn't in the movie. For some reason, I thought you were talking about Pirates of the Caribbean all of a sudden off the top of my head. Because you said Bloom. My mom was like, yeah, Josh has watched Black Pearl a lot. And he I mean, I talks about movie. how much he loves that movie. That movie is... Yeah, no, no, no. It's Orlando Jones. He's talking about The Replacements. Yeah. Not Pirates of the Caribbean. My fault. So, like, I no. was busy trying to figure out my movie thing. So, no, you're, here's the thing: The Replacements is my favorite movie. It's not as good. It's not technically as good as Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not technically as good as Clockwork Orange, which is, in my opinion, the best movie made. Dude, it's so wonderfully done, and Mal- which Malcolm is, McDowell is fantastic. Which I know people are gonna be like, "That's very pretentious," but I don't care. Clockwork Orange is very good. It's it's use of sound. Fuck you. Like, from what I've heard, Kubrick not necessarily the greatest fucking person wonderful fucking director but the replacements is my favorite movie it's fun from front to back it has keanu reeves in it i love all the characters they're hilarious gene hackman does an amazing job in that movie the replacements is love the other shows are art the replacements is love okay so you want because my brain does that weird thing of shit it's also hard for me to identify what my favorite of something like any form of art is because my mind goes it'll say something my mind will go yeah, but there are other things that are technically better, like what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. So I have two picks for a movie, and I legitimately cannot decide between the two. Okay. And I've literally gotten there because I rewatch them all the fucking time, and I always enjoy them when I do. Number one, Scott Belgers is the world. That's fair. Rewatch it all the time. Love it from back to front. I can quote it so fucking much. And the other is Kiki's Delivery Service. That's fair, too. There are objectively better Ghibli films, in my opinion. Yeah, like The Cat Returns. The Cat Returns is better. I would say... Weird to me how many people don't agree with that statement. Yeah. I would say House Moving Castles, but I would say The Wind Rises is better. I would say so many other things are better. But Kiki's Delivery Service, just like... It has nostalgia, right? I gel with yeah. it and I jam with it. it no, it doesn't have nostalgia oh. with it. It is not the first one I saw. Yeah, I mean, it was the, the first... The first one I saw was Princess Mononoke. Okay. Uh, no, Kiki's Delivery Service was the first one I saw. Grandma actually had that on like VHS or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. But like Kiki's Delivery Service just like gels and jams with me. I love that. So that brings us to the final question. Best memory from this year. Do you have one picked? Because if not, I... I, I, I you can go ahead and go. I made my joke answer, so, but you did state yours. Yeah, but I, I, I've been thinking about this whole time and I think I'm wrong. Okay, The Juice Got Ascension was, was great. John Con was great. Having Hunter and Chris guest, guest spot on our podcast during John Con was great. But I think the single best memory, a single isolated incident, because John Con was the best... Four, time the four, best four days i think i think john con is decidedly the best time but none of, of the year. like john con isn't like individually the best memories the, the single best memory of 2020 for me i was sitting in my ex-boss slash friends pickup truck and the new system mastery episode had just went live and it was the episode that they did the advertisement for co-pilots man review. why are you taking my favorite moment <laughs> and it's fine i got a, i got a second favorite so you can have this one i'll give my second favorite like they read our they read our script that we spitball wrote really quickly and like I actually really ended up liking our script. They read our commercial script. And they they did what they always do. They inflected their own personality. But like most importantly, Jeff was like, "Yeah, I know these guys." And also, he pointed out the fact that we forgot to say where to find us. And no, he like not not where to find us. He's like, they didn't say what they do. So this oh, yeah. is what their show is. Oh, yeah, he explained our show, which we forgot to do in our email, and we forgot to ask them to do. And the, the, just the fact that, like, my favorite podcaster 
knows about our podcast like in a way yeah. that at the very least he went to the website and looked at it and that's enough for me that was a cool moment like yeah very much so it wasn't actually a system mastery episode it was a movie mastery episode because we thought we review show we review media yeah so why not movie mastery um which that... it was also the first like movie mastery announcement mastery thing yeah it was really cool that was a cool moment for me so that's where I was sitting on my favorite moment, actually. But my second favorite would be the first time I saw we were getting consistent downloads outside of the U.S. Yeah, that was a cool moment, too. Not, not going to lie. Like, the fact that people outside of Indiana and outside of, like, these random connections they have in, like, New York and Texas and stuff. Yeah. We're, we're listening to the, the podcast. Like, that... Consistently is what really got me. Like, we have a country that... We have no connections to. We are getting consistent downloads from somebody in Ireland. Downloads every episode, and like, somebody in France downloads every episode. I don't know who these people are. Maybe but... you're using a fucking VPN. Don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to know that. Let me live in this well, daydream I mean, where he... I have a random fucking person. That'd be insane, though, right? Like somebody with a VPN connecting to the same same area of the same country every time. Well, you can set your VPN to yeah, but most show most well, people don't though because yeah, that's like... kind of pointless. But if you are doing that for some fucking reason, you have your VPN set to one of those areas. Don't fucking tell us. Let us live in our deluded daydream, okay? But yeah, like like I said, loved John Con, and I know that's probably where Hunter was thinking the best memory would come from. But just like that moment of yeah, like I said, John Con was by far the best time of the year. Best four days of twenty twenty, easy, yeah, easy, but, easy cut. Like, but there is a point that hits slightly higher above any of those. I wouldn't say too much, but it still hits higher than any of that time. It's not like a we made it moment, right? Because we haven't made it. We're still getting like tens of downloads versus like the average podcast supposedly gets 141 downloads in the first 30 days of an episode being up that doesn't sound right well the, the statement is average so you are taking in the fucking people that get like fucking 9,000 downloads in the first 30 fucking See, days that doesn't sound right because like what i've read it's because there's podcasts that get massive downloads yeah okay it literally just skews everything else because a lot like a lot of what i've read is most podcasts oh yeah like you're talking a mean i'm talking a mode yeah yeah, yeah no um, i am talking a mean average because mode is like 10 like sub 10 is like normal yeah yeah no. and then like i am talking a mean average mode mode length for a podcast is like sub six months so yeah. go us making it more than six months yeah and basically being right there with the mode on average listener counts yeah um, i'm cool with that actually yeah but like it was a moment where like because justice and i and our friend Chris have went to multiple live recordings of System Master related podcasts. Yes. We met these guys at Gen Con last year and played a role-playing game with them, which is still one of the top like five role-playing game experiences I've ever had. It was fantastic. It was absolutely wonderful. And the fact that like one of them knew more than more, more than we told them about our podcast is like a lot for me. Agreed. It was really nice to see. Well, stay here. But anyways, do we have anything else to talk about today in the cockpit? Uh, I don't really think so. Though, I guess if you want to answer any of the questions we answered that are applicable to you, feel free to do so. Yeah, we have an episode discussion on the Discord. Would be a perfect place for this talk. Yeah. Just the general chat would work fine too. Yeah. I do have two things I want to plead the audience for real fast, if you don't mind. Go ahead. The first thing. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but some written reviews on iTunes would be amazing. Not because I care about what you think. Or we, or that we care about iTunes, really. I actually hate iTunes and all things Apple. Yeah, not a huge Apple fan. But it is proven that reviews and ratings on iTunes lead to more people discovering the podcast. And that I do care about. Yeah. So Because, you know, Apple has fun, almost borderline illegal relationships with Google and the way they operate their SEO. So even if you don't listen on iTunes, you are more likely to get push notifications or things in your Google newsfeed if you have a Google newsfeed, which let's face it, you probably have a Google newsfeed. And it's more likely to tell you about popular shows from iTunes, even if you don't listen to podcasts so, on iTunes. So not to cut your rent off, but that, that was the first thing I want to plead. Please leave a review, write the show. The second thing I want to plead is because there's an entire channel on our on our Discord, and we have an entire email address mostly for you guys to contact us and suggest shows for us to watch. And I have no idea what we're reviewing at the end of this month. I have a few ideas. And I don't want to watch a K-drama. So please, please, God, save me from K-dramas 
and suggest something we can review. Even if I have to buy it, I will go. I will buy that instead of watching a K-drama. I did it with t- Tattooed Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. I will do it with whatever you suggest. Just save me from K-dramas. Don't, don't do it. I'm not going to make him watch a K-drama. I have a better idea. Okay, well, do you have anything else? Did you have any points you wanted to make to our audience? No, no. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to let me ask them to come help me, free me from this place. Uh, I'm already getting signaled that I need to shut up. The knife is getting pressed harder into my side. Anyways, guys, uh, um, we just want to shout out again the two yep, frequent flight. The two frequent flyers that sent us questions this week. Again, that is Floping Golem and Buried Comic 7, both of who have Twitch streams. You can find them at twitch.tv Buried Comic 7 or twitch.tv backslash Fallopian Golem. I will drop their Twitch channels in our show notes. That said, if you want to contact us, you can find us at copilotsreview at gmail.com or at copilotsreview on Twitter. Or at copilotsreview.symbolcast.com. And also, I don't do it very often, but I stream at twitch.tv backslash rarespada4. And if that name isn't cringy enough to get you there, I don't know what will. And I don't ever stop not streaming. So you can find me nowhere. (laughs) Anyways, thank you guys for listening. And join us on our next flight. To lands unknown. I don't know where we're going. No one does. To be fair, I very rarely know where we're going.